because it hasn't happened yet, does not make it a fact. It's not a fact in your current present day situation. So look at that fact, acknowledge that that hasn't happened yet, and let it go. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose. I hated my job. I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself nonstop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I'm your host, Kiani, and today I am continuing the travel series with an episode where we're going to talk about how to be present and enjoy every moment. So how many of you find yourself in a happy season experiencing good times, but yet you find your mind is focusing on something else? Raise your hand because that's definitely me. I'm definitely more of an anxious mind and I kind of move at 100 miles per hour. So if that sounds like you, we're probably very alike. But even if you don't think about the future so much, sometimes you may also be thinking about other things that are not happening in the present moment. Like maybe it's a presentation at work or an event happening next week or a fight you might have had with a friend or a significant other. Whatever it is, that thing is taking you out of that present moment and placing you somewhere else, whether it be a positive or a negative place. So for example, when I was traveling abroad, I found myself in so many enriching and full experiences that I knew I wanted to remember and enjoy. And in the past, I've fallen victim to skipping ahead of the moment and missing what's happening right in front of my eyes. So while I was abroad, I know that I really wanted to get the fullness of that experience and not be focused on something else and just completely miss it. So how did I really zone into that present moment in time and not let it flash before my eyes? Well, there's a few things that I've learned that has allowed me to practice being present in the moment so that when I was out and traveling and experiencing all these amazing things, I was able to stay present and not worry or be thinking about something else. So if that sounds like you, if you're wanting to learn and grow in this area so that way you can live a more full and happy life, listen up because this episode is for you. And I first want to dive into reasons why we are not present. I found a very interesting study done by psychologists at Harvard University that shows about 47% of our waking hours are spent thinking about something that's not happening in the moment. And they also found that what we spent our time thinking about is 
more of a predictor of our overall happiness compared to what we're actually doing in the moment. So with that hypothesis, we could be spending our lives doing what we love and you know, doing all the things that make us happy. But at the end of the day, if we are not actually being present and not thinking about what's happening or, and thinking about something else, we can completely miss that aspect of that thing making us happy. So another interesting thing that they found is that the people who spent their time thinking about something else were typically more unhappy than those who were thinking about what was happening at that moment. So overall, this is telling us that in order for us to have more of a fully happy life and to enjoy every single moment, we need to really be present and not be thinking about something else. So we need to take that 47% and decrease it to as low as we possibly can. And of course, we're not going to be able to be 100% present 100% of the time. It's just not possible. But I have found some ways that have been able to allow me to tune into that present moment whenever I can or whenever I find myself wandering. So these are some tips that I have found to work for me. There's plenty of other tips that you can find on the internet of different you know, methods or different activities you can be doing to bring yourself in a present moment. But these are things that I think are very simple, things that are very practical, things that you can do in every single waking moment of the day to bring you back to present. Because at the end of the day, if we're not practicing this moment to moment, or at least on a day-to-day basis, we're not going to be able to improve in this area. So I'm going to give you four steps to bringing you back to the present that you can do every single moment of the day when you find your mind wandering. So the first one is notice what is taking you out of the moment. So for this to happen, you need to be consciously aware that your mind is wandering. So when you catch yourself wandering and you are thinking about something else that's not happening in the moment, I want you to ask yourself a few questions to really pinpoint what that thing is. So first identify, is it something from the past or is it something about the future? Because if it's in the past, what you're going to want to do is let it go. Why? Because it's already happened and you can't change anything about it. So if you cannot change anything about it, you're going to want to let it go immediately. Now, if it's something about the future, there's a few different things you can think about when it's the future. If, if, if it's a positive thing about the future, I want you to take that thing and put it on a shelf mentally. Like imagine you taking this thing and putting it on the shelf. So that way, you know, you can see it, you know it's there, but it's not actively in front of you. It's not actively in your mind state. 
every single moment of the day. And you know that you can always go back to that thing and take it off of that shelf and work on it. I'll, I'll give you some tips on to how to do that a little bit later. But the second thing that I want you to ask yourself, is it something that you can control or something that you can't control? Because if you can't control it, you are in the sense worrying. You are now worrying about this thing, whether it be in the past or the future. If you can't control it, worrying is not going to change the situation. So what do we do? We need to let it go. And why are we letting it go? We're letting it go because worrying actually does not add any value to your life. It does not help change that situation. It does not improve anything at all. And if you can't improve it, there's no sense in spending your energy and wasting that time in a sense worrying about it. So what if you can control it? You know, say this is something that you actually can influence, something that you're planning, you know, something that you're working towards. And, you know, it's great that we have those things that we can think about on a regular basis and in a sense can control or influence in a, in a way. So if it's one of those things, I want you to take a small step to take it off of your plate. And what do I mean by that? So if it's something that you're actively thinking about, but you want to focus on the present moment and you're like, oh, well, I, you know, I can work on it. Take a small step. Like maybe what you need to do is just put a note in your phone about what you're thinking about and get back to it later. That's what I mean when I say put it on the shelf is that you take a step that in a sense acknowledges what you're thinking about and allows you to get back to it later. So that could be putting a note in your phone, that could be uh, making a calendar invitation, that could be making a quick to-do list. It could be something as small as that that you can just do instantaneously on your cell phone and then let it go. (laughs) Let it go for that moment because you've already taken a step towards it. You're going to get to it later. Allow yourself to let that thing go for that moment so that way you can pay attention to what's in front of you. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression, and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling, or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational, and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink 
light pink painting on canvas and the last one is a light blue white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye my favorite one happens to be the chocolate one but i'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite so let me know in the comments or in your reviews again you can find these on amazon i will link the amazon link in the description of this show and without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Now, the third question to ask yourself when you're noticing what's taking you out of the moment is, is it something that's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? So if it's something that's pleasant, I want you to channel that positive energy into what you're presently doing. It is amazing to be thinking about something good that's happened in the past, something that good that's going to happen in the future, something just good all around like use that positivity and really channel it into what you're doing if you're having a conversation with somebody share that thing that you're talking about if you're just experiencing life you know i encourage you to make the connections of what you're thinking about in the past and how it connects to what you're doing presently and those emotions that relate together how do how does that all relate how does that mesh together that it really does produce some very beautiful results at least what i found in my life when i start to make those connections between positive things that have happened to me and positive things that are happening to me right now and positive things that may happen in the future i make those connections and i have gratitude for that so what if it's something that's neutral you know something like very basic something that has no positive or negative connotation you know it's great that we have those things but at the end of the day it's probably not really benefiting us to think about it so what might be the best way is noticing it and letting it go you know like when it's like what am i going to make for dinner tonight you know, we can think about that later. <laughs> if you're busy trying to enjoy life, having a conversation with something, so with somebody, you don't need to think about what you're having for dinner. Be, be present. So let that thing go. Let it go. And what about something that's unpleasant? Now, this is the most challenging one to overcome. And honestly, I think you can really go back to categorizing whether or not this is something in the, the past or the future, or is this something that you can control or you can't control? Because if it's something in the past, let it go. If it's something that you can't control, let it go. Most of the things that we think about that are negative are things that we can't control and things that are in the past. Now, if you're anybody like me, who mostly tends to think about the future, and you know, the future, those are things that you may be able to control, you may be able to not control, but at the end of the day, there are things that you really cannot control that you tend to worry about, or that we tend to worry about, because I do this too, and Honestly, the worrying will not make the thing happen or not happen. So what should we do in that situation? We should let it go because that worry is not benefiting us, remember? And it doesn't add any value to your life. So if it's something that is in the future and you may be able to control it, you may not be able to, the, the fact of the matter is it hasn't happened yet. And 
because it hasn't happened yet, does not make it a fact. It's not a fact in your current present day situation. So look at that fact, acknowledge that that hasn't happened yet, and let it go. So this letting go process is very, it's very practice oriented. So if you cannot do it right away, don't be hard on yourself. We need to learn how to let things go, and that's a daily practice. It's even a practice from moment to moment. If you need to go back and do these steps over and over again in a period of a few minutes, do that because that practice is really going to help you exercise that muscle and get better at it. So step number two, you want to determine whether or not that thing is more important than what you're currently working on. Because there could be a situation where at the end of the day, the thing that you're thinking about is actually so imperative or crucial to get done or to take action on that you actually may need to step out of this present moment and move to a moment where you're focusing on it and you know what what could that mean that might mean going home and actually focusing on what you need to do that could mean you know ending a conversation you know whether it be early or not early in the conversation to go really focus on yourself like there's no shame in doing that you don't need to fo- you don't need to force yourself to stay doing something when you know that there's something more important that you need to be doing or something that's more pressing more more um yeah, just more important to do. And nobody can tell you what that thing is or what is more important. That's something that you need to determine for yourself and take action on that is the important thing. Make a decision whether or not it is important and take that action. Now, if it's something that is not more important than what is going on in front of you, then you really need to take the action steps that we outlined in the previous step. You know, either let it go or, you know, do those small things to take it off your plate. So the third step is to absorb what is happening in your head as it happens. So we can be experiencing life outside of our head, you know, in real life. We can be experiencing it in our body, but are we really experiencing it in our head? We may or may not be. So if we're not let's absorb what is happening and put it inside of our heads. So something that has really worked for me is two things. So if you're in a conversation with somebody and you're trying to be present in that conversation, I have found that repeating what they're saying in my head as they're speaking really helps me to be present and that's because I have an anxious mind and um, oftentimes like my mind wanders and I start thinking of other things or what I might be saying next and so really having myself like look at them directly whether it be in the eyes or looking at their mouth you know whatever it is that helps you out looking at them directly and repeating what it is that they're saying in my own head that helps me process what they're saying and actually helps me understand a lot better and brings me back into that moment because now i'm focusing on what is it that that they're saying and now if it's an experience like you are out experiencing something fun like you're out traveling and you're walking through a market or you're you know trying to uh 
taste something or you're trying to understand what somebody is telling you about the pyramid over there. <laughs> like you need to focus on your five senses and you don't have to do all of them. I know for some people that really helps especially when we're dealing with anxiety. Tapping into those five senses really does assist, but if you're just trying to get more present, I would just encourage you to just at least pick one. Pick one of these. So you can either focus your eyes, so sight, focus your eyes on something and state to yourself what it is that you're seeing. So if you're seeing those pyramids, explain to yourself, maybe in your head or you know, talk to yourself, whatever you feel comfortable with. Oh, those pyramids are brown. There is sand next to them. The sun is really bright. There's a camel right next to the pyramid. Look at that guy petting the camel or like, what is he doing with that camel? Like, you know, like narrate to yourself what is happening. It might sound really silly, but I found for me that really takes me into that present moment because I just start doing a little I spy with my mind and all of a sudden now I have this full picture in my head. Whereas, you know, your eyes can see, but if your mind isn't absorbing it, it's it's gone <laughs> the next moment. So paint that picture for yourself in your head. So what about for touch? Touch is a good one because say if you're out and about and you are just looking at things, but you're not very present in it. Even if you're describing to yourself what's happening, you're still like, you feel like you're not enjoying it. I would go and actually touch things. Be a child and grab something that you're allowed to touch, obviously, and explain to yourself in your head what it is that you're feeling observe that thing pick it up and like really look at it closely you know taking your hands and actually touching things gives you a very at like it gives you more tactile information about what's happening around you now we can also use our hearing so listening for the sounds and making note of what you hear a lot of the times we miss the sounds that are happening, but our, our brain is always picking it up, right? But we kind of miss sometimes like, oh, there's some background music. Oh, there's a bird chirping. Oh, there's like, there's a conversation happening and there's a child laughing, you know, making note of like, oh, this is what is happening around me really helps give you that mental picture, right? Like even if you closed your eyes, you can fully imagine like what is happening around you just by the sound. So don't discount the sounds around you. And the other thing that you can do with your smell, of course, is taking a deep breath, inhaling with your nose, and picking out the, the scents. And what's, what's really cool to do, and what I like to do sometimes, is trying to pinpoint where they're coming from. It makes for a really fun experience too if you're with somebody when you're like, oh, like I smell wine. Like where is that wine? Like where is that coming from? Like, oh, this food, it smells very soulful where is this food coming from? Like, who's making food? Like, what is the food that they're making? It really leads you down this curious path of trying to figure out something that is happening in that moment. And it could be a really fun game, too, if you're with somebody else, or even if you're by yourself, is trying to figure out where the smells are coming from. 
And number five, for for taste, obviously this only happens if you're eating or drinking, but uh, many of us, and there's been studies that shown that many of us don't or aren't actually present while we're eating. And there's something about if you are taking like another scoop or like reaching your fork to grab something else before you're done chewing, you're actually not being present while you're eating something and you're not actually fully experiencing the meal, uh, which is interesting. But that just shows how many people, because I've done that very many times and I see people, especially in America, doing this. Um, But for us, in order to really stay present in that moment, maybe you do slow down. You do slow down your chewing. You do slow down when you're going to grab the next bite um, just to help you you really tune into what you're tasting. And again, you can really describe to yourself, like, what are the things that you're tasting? Don't feel bad if you don't know what it tastes like or you don't know how to describe it because at the end of the day, not all of us are chefs. We don't have this robust palate that has all these words and vocabulary to it and that's okay like allow yourself to explain what it is that you're tasting based off of your own vocabulary you know and and it's okay if you come up with something that's completely off it it doesn't matter give yourself grace in that and allow yourself to just really experience it because that's the purpose the purpose isn't to be philosophical or artsy about the food like the purpose is to be present and enjoy it so whatever you can do to really just allow yourself to be absorbed into the food is what's really going to bring you back into that present moment you don't ever have to miss another episode of Grow To Be Free ever again. You can sign up for email notifications so you can get notified every time an episode drops. Plus, you get first dibs every time I have a new resource that can help you reach your goals and become the best version of yourself in the process. So don't miss out. Sign up at the link below. And lastly, the final step that I have for you is to practice practice makes perfect and every single moment that we have is a moment that we can learn how to be more present so don't think that you have to wait a whole bunch of years or months to learn how to be present you can do that today you can do it right now so i believe you can do it I believe that you have the ability to enjoy life more fully. I believe that you can go on your travel journey. You can sit down and work on a daily basis. You can have conversations with friends and family and be present in that. I I really believe that you can. And don't be discouraged if it's not happening right away. You just have to keep practicing. Keep on doing those four steps that I, oh sorry, that's three, but but four is practice. So keep on doing those three steps that I told you and I'll review them again. So number one, notice what is taking you out of the moment and asking yourselves those questions. Is it in the past or is it the future? Is it something you can control or not control? Is it something that is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? And determine whether or not that thing is more important than what you're currently experiencing. And absorb what it is that you're experiencing and create that picture in your head. 
however you can using your five senses or repeating back to yourself what it is that person is saying so i believe you can do it i believe in you you can do it so without further ado have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful rest of your week and i'll see you in the next episode of grow to be free thank you (laughs) 